0: Broadcast. I'm so glad that you took the time to tune in. And I know that you're going to be truly blessed by the Word of God this week. And last week we started a series on God being our El Shaddai, which simply means that God is our supply, He's our all-sufficiency. And we looked at Abram in Genesis chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, God appeared to him and told him that Abram, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect." And so when God told him that he was the Almighty God, that means that God is uh, God would be his El Shaddai. God would be his supply. God would be the one that would nourish him, that would supply to him what he needed at 99 years old, at a time when Abram might have thought that things were over for him, and that he was at the end of his uh, years of producing, God wanted him to see that he was uh, his supply, that God was able to feed into his life everything, to pour into his life everything that he would ever need. And all Abram had to do was to look to to God as his supply, as the one that was restoring his life, that was uh, uh, nourishing him up and giving him what he needed to in order to produce uh, the seed, which was Isaac. And so this week we're going to look a little further at God being our supply. But just before I get started, I want to remind you to pull down our prayer request form and fill it out. Send us your needs, anything that you want God to do for you. We want to come together with you in prayer and believe God to move in your situation, in your circumstance. I believe as we come together to pray, because we have a network of people that are going to be praying over your need. And I believe as we come together to pray that God we will see God move in the earth realm so I, I want you to pull down your prayer request and send us your prayer request so that we can pray with you about your needs and so today we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 6 we're going to begin reading at verse number 19 it says lay not up for yourselves treasures upon treasures upon earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves Treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So the first thing I want us to look at is that Jesus tells us to lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. And when we when we look at the words lay not up for yourselves, that's not just a one-time thing. That we have to do is to not to lay up for ourselves, but it, it has the uh, the thought of something that we ha- that we must do continuously is to not lay up for ourselves treasures upon earth, because while we are uh, here upon planet earth, it it can be we can fall into. Uh, uh... trusting in things that are around us especially when we're going through some kind of circumstance or situation we it's easy for us to trust the things that we see sometimes rather than putting our trust in things that we don't see which is God but Jesus tells us to lay not up for ourselves treasures upon earth and treasure is a storehouse or we, we might think of it as a bank a safe place someplace where we put something that we Think that is a value, some place where we put our money, because you know there's a value on money. And so he's telling us to lay not up, don't put out our treasures in storehouses upon earth, but to put it in. But to put our treasure in heaven. Lay up our treasure. Have our storehouse in heaven. And see, And when we have our storehouse in heaven, we are looking at God as the one who is supplying. Because our treasure, our bank is in heaven, and we don't have to make a deposit. He has already made the deposits for us, but we can draw on the deposits that He's made for us. Because in Ephesians chapter uh, 1, Paul tells us that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's where our storehouse is. is. It's in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has blessed us. So uh, God wants us to trust in Him to supply. He has already filled up our, our, our storehouses with everything that we will need. All we need to do is look to Him as our supply, as like as we talked about last week. Now, so if we're gonna if He if we're gonna put up our storehouses in heaven, and we're gonna put our trust in Him and the things that He that He provides for us, then that lets us know something of God's ability that God is able to supply to us everything that we need. It says, because even when we put our treasures and things here on the earth, what happens? It can, thieves can come in and take it. Uh, the moth can, you know, things, it, it, it gets corrupted here on planet earth when we lay out our treasures here on things on earth. When we put our trust in God, how can he ever uh, let us down? How can a thief come in and steal that which God holds? I don't believe that the the thief the thief can come in and steal anything that God holds. So that's why we need to put our trust in God, put our faith in Him, look at Him as the one who will provide everything that we need. And so then it goes on to say, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So our treasure has to be in heaven. Because Many people today are putting their treasure, their their their, their trust in the in the banks and the in the economy, and we see how all those things have fallen. That's what that's what he meant when he said the moth and the rust and the and the rust and the thieves can break in and steal. We see how all those things in the in the earth has fallen. But Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes, and He will never fail us. He will always provide for us because He is our Jehovah-Jireh. He's the Lord God that provides for us. And so where our treasure is, if we put our treasure there, then our heart is going to be there too. That means that we're going to be trusting in Him to keep those things safe for us. We're going to be trusting in Him to provide for us. Now, let's let's read on. Verse number 22 says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or God and money. So, you cannot, that's why your treasure must be in God. And it's easy to put your treasure in God when you understand this, that all things were made by Jesus Christ. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We found that we find in, in St. John 1. So, and Jesus is the Word. So all things were made by Him and for Him, and, and for His pleasure they are and they were created. So... Uh, it's easy to put our, tr- our, our trust in Him when we realize that all things come from Him. We don't need something on the outside or something from this world to uh, provide for us because we have Jesus. He gives us everything, even everything that is in the world that we need. It was He of Him that created it, so He will provide that, that for us so, that's why we can uh, look to him and look to him only for our, our supply. Verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Now, I love that when he says take no thought. That means that we should not grab a hold of any thought that's, that, that uh, is going to go against what, what, The Word of God. Because the Word of God is telling us to lay not up for ourselves treasures here upon earth. So take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment or clothes? So take no thought for your life. Why, do we have the, why can we not take thought for our lives? We cannot take thought for our lives because that's what, he, what, that's what God is doing. He is the one who's looking out for our lives. He is the one that's is, 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 uh, going to supply for us everything that we need. He's the one that's going to give us food to eat. He's the one that's going to give us uh, water to drink. He's the one that's going to clothe us. So if God is taking care of those things, if, that, if those things are his job to take care of, just like he did for the children of Israel, you know, in the book of, uh, uh, of Deuteronomy, Numbers, it tells us how they went through the wilderness and how they had, cl- had the, they, their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out, their uh, they had food to eat. And God provided everything for them, and so and that's the same way that God is providing for us. What do we have to see? We have to see God doing those very things. And if God is doing it, then we don't have to do it. We don't want to waste our time doing something that God is doing. Because that would be a poor use of our time. So we don't want to do what God is doing. We want to do what He requires of us to do. Which is just to give Him praise and thank Him for what He has done. So he says, take no thought. Is not the life more than me? Now, what he said is not the life. So that would could cause us to think that if we take thought for our lives, then we see how stress and anxiety is killing people, and stress and anxiety will cause us to, to die an early death. So he said, is not the life." So in other words, if you are concerned about where your next meal is going to come from, uh, how you're going to pay the rent, and and uh, 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 how your, your kids are going to uh, get to school, and how sometimes we, have, we we even think about how we're going to get back and forth to work, you know, so it, it, just because we are uh, we have a job it doesn't mean all the time that we you know can handle our finances right, where we have money to get back and forth to work. Now I know I'm talking to somebody today. And, you know, we may not not even have money to buy lunch. And so you're sitting there hungry and you don't know how you're going to eat lunch and you're hungry. Look, God tells us to take no thought for those things. Somehow or another, God will provide for you to get to work tomorrow. He'll provide for you to eat lunch tomorrow. God will provide for you because he is your father. That's what the father does for us. The father provides for us. And so don't worry about it. You lay down and you go to sleep and you don't worry about how you're going to uh, get to work tomorrow. Don't worry about how you're going to eat tomorrow because God will take care of that. That's his job to take care of it. It's your job to say, Lord, I thank you for your supply. God supplies for us. And so he says, "It's not the life more than me? Our lives are more than, than. Uh, it's, it's better for us to live, in other words. Because when we are living here on, on earth, you know, just like Paul said, uh, you know, if, we, if he lived, to, to live is gain, right? I mean, to die is gain. To live is Christ and to die is gain. So while we are alive, we have our life in us. And what are we going to do with that life? We're going to be a witness unto, unto God. We're going to share the gospel with the lost and dying world. And so is not life more than meat and drink. It's more than that. And even God's life on the inside of us is it's more than meat and drink. And so we don't we, we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat or drink. He said, "Behold the fowls of the air." In other words, look at the birds of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Now maybe that's what we need to do sometimes. I think we need to go outside and or look out our, look out our window and look at the birds of the air. Look at how they just they fly around carelessly. They spread their wings and they fly. They get up, they're singing every morning. Uh, Why are they doing that? They're not worried about what they're going to eat. God provides for them. And so we can take that example and get up in the morning, spread our wings. Come on, we can spread our wings and we can, you know, have a song in our heart because God, that same God that's providing for the birds of the air, that same God, how much more Will he provide for you and I? He even tells us that. How much more will he provide for you and I? And as we as we think about the birds of the air, look, at Elijah. How much more will God? God will also feed us. And so he tells us to uh, look at the, the birds of the field. Don't they don't work. They don't worry. They don't toil. Verse twenty-seven says, "Which of you, by thinking?" By taking thought can add one cubit unto his statue. Or in other words, how can you increase your life? How can you increase your life by worrying about what you're going to eat and what you're going to put on, what you're going to drink? How can you increase your life? Will those things increase your life? No, they won't. They will decrease your life. As a matter of fact, they will decrease your life. Because stress and anxiety kills. And we don't have to be stressed out about anything when we have God as our provider, we have God that's continuously pouring into our lives, continuously giving unto us. So, all we need to do is just thank Him for His supply, and that's the same thing that God wanted. God wanted Abram to to see that that throughout all these years, I've been twenty five years before Isaac came. Look, I've been supplying for you, and I've been. Feeding into you, I've been re- I've been restoring you, and that's what God has been doing for you and I. He's been restoring us. You know, there are so many testimonies that we can talk about of how people had got to their last their last bit. You know, like we talked about last week, they had gotten to their ninety nines and they were ready to you know give up. But people of faith, even when we get to our ninety nine, we're not ready to give up. We know that that's just the beginning for God. But so many testimonies that we can talk about of people who have gotten to their, their they didn't have they didn't know where their next meal was going to come from, and then there was there was a knock on the door. Somebody brought groceries. You see, God always supplies for His people. See, you may go to work and you don't know how you're going to eat lunch. Somebody may treat you to lunch. God will give you favor that somebody will treat you to lunch. See, that's the provision of God. God is a God of supply. And he says, verse 28, and what take ye thought for for clothes or raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And we know how, how beautiful Solomon was in all his glory. And when we look at the lilies of the field, wow, how beautiful are the lilies of the field? God, if God can provide, can clothe the lily of the field, that's what he's telling us today. If he can clothe the lily of the field, can he not clothe you? Can he not clothe you? Because, you know, to bring it home and to bring it down to where we are, maybe, maybe you've gotten too, too large for the clothes that you have, or maybe you've gotten too small for the clothes that you have, and you don't know how you're going to buy new clothes. God will provide. Or maybe you're going to to an event and you need something new to wear to that event. God will provide for you. He will provide. He will clothe you. He will never. This is why David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Because God is our Father. He is our Jehovah Jireh. He is the God that always and continuously provides for us. Let's go on. He says, verse 30, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. Why do we have little faith? Well, let's look at faith. Faith, The Bible tells us that, that, that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing by the word of God, the word of God is Jesus Christ, right? And so if the, if the word of God is, he, is Jesus Christ, as we hear the word of God, what happens? He, Christ, enters, in, enters into us, right? And so the more that we see, if once you've already received him, and we want more faith, right? The more that we see God's ability, the more that we see Christ in the word of God, the more faith that we will have. The more as we see his ability, the more faith that we will have to believe on him. And see, and the more faith that we have, then the more that his power, because our faith ignites His power. It releases His power within us. The more faith we have, the more power we have, the more power we have, the more God is able to do for us because He said He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that is that, that worketh in us. So once we when we hear the Word of God, when we see Christ and His ability in the Word of God, it ignites within us His power. And as His power is ignited within us, then what, what happens? God is able to do exceeding, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think because that power is working in us. His power is working in us. His power has been is, is, is turned on within us. You know, it's just like if you were to go out and you were to buy a, a, a DVD machine. You buy a, a DVD player. And, uh, you know, you just plug it in and turn it on. You put your CD in there and you turn it on. But you never read the manual. If you never read the manual for that DVD player, what's going to happen? You're not going to know what other capabilities that that DVD player is able to do. So if you don't know what other capabilities that it, that that it, that it can do, you're never going to experience that. The, it has the power to do it. It's, it's, it can, it can, you know, pro, uh, record your television programs, it can do all of those things, but you don't know that it can do it because you never read the manual. The same way the Bible, the Word of God is the manual. As we read the Word of God, we see Christ in the Word. It turns on His power within us so that uh, the power of provision begins to work within us. The power of healing begins to work within us. And then God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think because his power is working within us. What, is this? what are we saying today? We're saying that God is our supply. We're saying that if we just keep our focus and our attention, that's what Jesus was telling us when he said, lay not up for yourselves. Treasure on earth. Keep your focus and your attention upon Him. As you keep your focus and your attention upon Him, you will see that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know, I'm almost out of time today, but I want you to think about this. If you have not received Him as your Lord and Savior today, then you don't have the power, you're not turned on. The, the, you know, you're, you're still walking in darkness. Your light is dark. So, in order to be turned on, in order to have the light, you got to receive the light. you got to open up and let the light come in. Well, Jesus is here to give you that light. He is the light of the world that lighteth all men. Right now, if you want to receive Him, He came into this er, this world. He hung and He died on the cross for your sins. Every sin that you committed, every sin that you will commit, Jesus died for your sins. Right now, if you want to make the decision to receive him as Lord and and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Just say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe that you came, that you died, and that you rose again. I ask you to wash me in your blood, cleanse me from my sins, come into my life, and be Lord of my life. I thank you, Jesus, that you have come. Now, I also want to remind you once again, don't forget to pull down our prayer request form and leave us your prayer request because God wants to do great things in your life. You know, He is our healer. He died When He died on the cross for us, He took all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases upon the cross. And He said that by His stripes that we are healed. So if you have sickness in your body right now, I want to pray with you about it. Just lift your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring the sick and afflicted to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I command in Jesus' name that every sickness leave the the bodies of the believers right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I command that they be healed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for your healing. I want you to tune in again next week because God has so much more for us. And I want to thank you for tuning in and staying connected with us as we stay connected with Christ. God bless you.